Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. From now until September 15th, we are encouraging members to register to Paint It Forward as a way to give back to their local community. You can register individually or as a group on our website. Look for Paint It Forward under the Events tab to register. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. This episode is sponsored by Faro and Ball, Podium, Graco, Rustoleum, Wooster, Purdy, and Hyde. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando, and I am your host. For the day it's a good good day i've got my black hat on and i if, and if i all right i i look like ice cube so today if i say today was a good day uh i'm i'm having an inside joke with myself uh all right so today is a <laughs> today is a good day um no today i'm i'm really excited because um you know all year we have been talking um about the the hiring problem you know how hard it is to find good help it's so hard and uh i have been recruiting uh for my company very heavily and let me tell you guys um in the last 2 months i've gone through I think 200 applications, uh, which is incredibly time consuming. And I'm, I'm not only am I doing this for my company, but I'm doing it for other people's company as well. And I can tell you that I'm just like, you know, putting myself in other people's shoes. And I'm saying, I'm thinking they, there is just not enough time to, to handle this, uh, this, this recruiting thing. I mean, it, it takes, it literally takes as much work as finding jobs and and making sales i mean it really it's really a lot so uh we're going to tackle this problem today this time problem that we have uh with with the hiring and not only that sourcing those uh, well less sourcing but more like taking those candidates and vetting them and getting them through the process i want to really dial in that today and i've got a great guest um for that uh darian uh, michael from qualify um, it's it's going to be a really great conversation. Before we jump in, I just wanted to remind you guys that you can uh, watch the video content of this show on PC Overdrive. It is uh, an app. It's kind of like our uh, Netflix app. You know, it's got 500 plus hours of video content, educational content, um, interviews from the field, interviews in studio like this. A really great resource for you as you are uh, just trying to get an edge on building and growing your business. It's $5.99 a month for uh, for non-members. And if you are a member of the PCA, it's actually included in your membership. So I highly recommend becoming a member of the PCA. Go to PCAPaintEd.org to download PCA Overdrive or become a member. in a line, so I told you guys that I have I've I've done about two hundred I've screened about two hundred um, uh, resumes over the past the course of the two uh, the last two months. The way that I'm doing that, the way that I'm getting all of those candidates is through our partnership with Viva HR. If you go to jobs.pcapainted.org, you can actually list 
your job posting right there on our job board. And you can leverage the power of Viva HR to expand that post to 60 plus job boards. Um, I highly recommend using this to build your team. Um, really, really great things. And of course, once you make that hire, uh, we have, uh, group health plans through the trade association. So if you go to PCAMedicalBenefits.com, um, you can fill out a form to, uh, to talk to uh, one of the representatives. They'll give you an idea of what the plan costs are. And I can tell you that there are a lot of people signing up for this. Um, it is not enough to give people a, a, a decent hour, hourly wage today. You got to be competitive. You got to give them benefits. A um, lot of great stuff uh, with the PCA. Of course, if you are interested in uh, having a chat with me, we have our Ask a Peer uh, program where I am um, uh, open and free. If you got a if you got a business question, you just need to talk through an idea. Go ahead and hop on my schedule um, at Hakes.Digital, and you'll get a free Ask a Peer session. All right, so um, hiring. Oh. It's, it's tough. It's tough. I get it. You guys, uh, you go through some of these, these, uh, resumes and you think what on earth is this human thinking? <laughs> You've seen, you know what I'm talking about and, and they show up and they say they've got, you know, five, 10 years of painting experience and, and you got to show them what the heck a brush handle is. Cause they, cause they just don't, cause it's not real. They don't know what the heck is going on. Um, it is so hard to find qualified, good candidates. And so I am so excited to bring on our guest today uh, to talk about this. Let's go ahead and uh, let's let's do this, man. Let's bring on uh, Dar- uh, Darian Michael to the show. What's up, Darian? How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, today, yeah. I was I was laughing in the background. I was like, "No, I need to go listen to that song again." <laughs> yeah, if I scowl right and then I say like, "Oh hell no," nah, then I, it's, it's Ice Cube. You know? I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> so, how are you doing, my man? You doing all right? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, a yeah. yeah. I'm off to a good start. Got up early yeah. this morning. Played some basketball. I didn't mess around yeah. and have a triple double, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but I but I feel fresh and and ready to go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So um, so you you start you founded this company called uh, Qualify, and it from what I understand, it was kind of born out of a need. You were at a company, um, you were growing rapidly. Uh, tell me tell me about that story. Tell me how you got into this. Yeah, my pain point kind of stemmed from being a part of a high growth company. It was a startup company. It went from uh, the the original founder and myself, uh, and we grew to about 70 people in a matter of three years. And wow. I was kind of a one-man shop for most of my time in terms of running the internal operations uh, while he was focusing on growth and uh, the product and all that sort of stuff. Um, I was running all the internal uh, internal functions of the team and yeah. recruiting was one of those responsibilities that, that fell on my plate and just saw how difficult it is to hire great people like you were saying and how time consuming it can be. Um, and so I saw this opportunity with the phone interview specifically uh, where it was taking up a lot of my time and wanted to, mm. to solve that. And so 
um, I have to imagine for a lot of these, uh, these owners and, and, uh, people that are behind the scenes running the, you know, the painting companies, they're doing a lot, like you said, trying to, yeah. you know, uh, book new business, you know, market and manage the just ongoing operations of their team. Yeah. Uh, let alone find new people. So, um, I definitely feel that pain. Yeah, for sure. So I, you know, I think that for a lot of our listeners, you know, some of them have a, a decent hand handle on, on recruiting process, but I think a lot of us are honestly just kind of winging it. And, um, and as I've had different conversations with people, um, that is the pain point, you know, and the, the way that people deal with it, they, uh, you know, sometimes they just throw their hands up and they say, uh, people don't want to work, uh, can't find any, anybody good to hire. Um, I just, I don't think that that's true. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, you know, some head trash that, that we, that we tell ourselves, um, you know, I think everybody, you know, it's, it's just so easy to blame other people. You know, it's like you, yeah. you live, there are a lot of people out there, they're going to live their whole life, you know, yelling at, at everybody in their house to turn the lights off. And then when they become empty nesters, uh, all the lights are on and guess why, you know, those lights yeah. aren't turning themselves on. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, tell me, so, so how should we be thinking about this? Cause I think that your, your thought press on this thought process on this, um, helps you streamline things in a way, but while still getting the the quality uh, that that you need. So tell us tell us a, like how you think about this and what we should how we should be kind of implementing our own. You know, once we get that candidate in, how should we be reviewing them? How should we be qualifying them? What what does that process look like? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I do think that there's something to be said about like various market conditions. Like we, we work with a lot of different recruiting organizations and teams that are hiring in, in, in volumes. And it ranges from what their needs are. Some of them are like, just like, Hey, I'm getting flooded with applications and there's just not enough time in the day. Similar to kind of how you feel, you know, yeah. with what you're doing. Um, and in some cases there's folks that are like, you know, we're getting some applications or we are, we're having to go out and like really headhunt and find uh, new people. So how do we, um, so that, that piece is the struggle. And uh, I think in both cases, it, it does come down to a few things. Um, overall, it's just about being optimal and setting, setting the stage so that you can be successful from a recruiting standpoint. Um, yeah. Cause if you try to, you know, scale a bad process, uh, then you're just scaling bad habits and it's not going to work ultimately. And so we kind of come from it. We kind of come from the standpoint of setting up a good structure and a good plan going in. Um, so that way, you know, you're starting to like kind of crank out a machine that can constantly and repeatedly, uh, if that's a word, (laughs) recruit great people. Um, so that's kind of the the mentality, um, that we try to help people with. So I, and I, and I have to think that that starts at the, the job posting itself. Um, you know, what, yeah. what, what can we, what, what should we know about creating a good job posting? Yeah, uh, I definitely think it starts there. Maybe even before there, like with, from a marketing standpoint, but, um, when it comes to the application piece, uh, it does kind of start with, with the posting. Um, it's, the way that we look at, at job posts and, and try to optimize it, at least how we look at it is it is a marketing, uh, you have to think out of it, think of it as, uh, a marketing tool. So you want to be attractive. Don't just throw up, you know, 
boring content and uh, you know basic requirements. It's a simultaneous function of you want it to tell the story of your organization. You want it to be attractive. Like you're wanting to attract people to work for you. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that that is kind of highest priority. Um, the other function is you want it to attract the people that you want to work for your organization. So that's kind of where the requirements pieces come in. Um, yeah. So kind of bullet point tips on that is like one, uh, you know, be creative in the content that you're putting out. Um, and also, uh, be short, like people have short attention spans these days. So, mm-hmm. uh, keep it as, I wouldn't say brief. That's probably the wrong message, but, um, you want to make sure I've seen a lot of job descriptions that are like super long stuff that no one's going to read in full detail. Right. Um, so make sure you're hitting the high level things that you want to hit. And then from a requirement standpoint, one of the mistakes that we see people make often is putting job requirements that are, um, nice to haves, but maybe not necessary for the job. Um, just yeah. requirements that might set too high of a bar and people self-select out. They don't even apply mm-hmm. because they think that, oh, they're looking for, you know, all this experience or these, you know, specialty skill sets that they don't apply to me. Um, so I'm not yeah. even going to apply, but if you were to, you know, get to talk to that person and find out more about them, you'd be like, Oh, this person's perfect. I can train those skills or I can to get to those requirements. And so, uh, really think about the things that truly are necessary, um, and only include those and maybe even have a section for these would be nice to have in our job postings. We even say these are nice to haves, um, but not necessary. So people can kind of discern the difference. Um, but. Yeah, it is. It's it's tricky to find that balance because if you you know you have too many candidates coming in that are unqualified, it's easy to think, oh, well, I got to just put in some type of requirement to kind of uh, stop so many of these people that are mm-hmm. truly unqualified to stop them from coming in. Um, but at the same time, I think it's easy to think that you're you know, that your job posting is, you know, is, is God's gift to humanity. Uh, and, and it's not <laughs> yeah. I see. like for me, I would personally err on the side of getting more applications. Like, um, that way you can one, have their information, you're mm-hmm. getting people to apply and you can always iterate. Like that's, that's the thing that we like to, uh, kind of coach people into, like, think of it in a calculated way, it's like, uh, let's, let's start with this post and we can always change it later. We can, you know, change the requirements. We can update it and continually improve on it. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I would err on the side of getting volume in. So that way you can get those applications. You can see what's working, what's not working, what you're actually, Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know what you're looking for until you start to get applications coming in. You're like, Oh, right let me, let me add something to this so I can like kind of optimize that as well. And so right. I would be on the side of getting more volume in at the beginning and starting to maybe whittle down from there. Um, if you, if you find it necessary to do so. Got it. Got it. Now I, you know, a few years ago, you know, I, I, right now I feel like I have a decent system, but a few years ago, I remember putting out a job ad and I remember getting like 60 applications right away. And, mm-hmm. uh, it was, I just couldn't organize it. You know, it was so, it was just too much. And I, and I was like spending so much time, uh, 
messaging these people, calling them, emailing them, going back and forth. And it was really hard to get that like that first connection point established, yeah. partly because of the volume, partly because I did, I just didn't have a process. I didn't even think about it. I didn't think yeah. that I was going to get that volume of candidates. What What is the next step in this plan? Like once we've got the the volume coming, how do we handle the volume? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it looks a little bit different for depending on how your team is set up. Like if you are uh, an owner operator running, wearing many hats and doing this yourself versus if you have, you know, a dedicated recruiter or an admin assistant or someone running the operation side, it might look a little bit different. Um, but I can speak to kind of what we're seeing from a lot of the recruiting teams that we work with. And one of the biggest stats that uh, we found out when we first got started is, uh, that the place that we occupy right now, which is kind of the phone screen step, uh, it's often one of the first steps in the hiring process for most teams mm -hmm. that takes up the most time, uh, mm. in the recruitment process. And that often is because of the back and forth, uh, interactions, the back and forth, uh, yeah, the back and forth interactions that are necessary to get somebody scheduled to have yeah. that phone call. And then let alone, conducting those initial screens or, or calls or, um, however you may qualify uh, a candidate at the first, that first step. And one of the ways that you can structure or set up yourself for success is to minimize as much back and forth as possible. Um, often one of those areas is the scheduling um, aspect mm. of things. Mm -hmm. And so if you can figure out a, an efficient way to either remove scheduling, um, altogether, or make the scheduling as seamless as possible that eliminates back and forth conversations. Um, yeah. Also, sure. if you're, if you're at a certain scale where you're getting a lot of volume and you may want to talk to more people, um, doing it across, trying to schedule across 10 different people at the same time, it's very difficult. Um, right. so there's different tools that help, you know, minimize the back and forth and, and automate those steps in the process. So if you kind of have, the function set up to streamline that and automate some of those things, I would start there. Awesome. Awesome. And so, uh, and that is, you know, I mean, I, I think that, I think my listeners knew that I, I worked for a scheduling company for, for a while. And, and, uh, you know, so I, I can definitely back that up. <laughs> I, I use, I use the scheduling link in, uh, you know, in my process. And I, honestly, I wouldn't know what to do, you know, with, with all the volume. I mean, if, if I, if I didn't have that, uh, but the thing about this is, and even in my process now, like I said, I'm doing, you know, screening all of those resumes, but in terms of setting up appointments, I'm probably having realistic, I'm probably having three to four intro phone calls a day right now, um, which is a, a tremendous time burden. Um, yeah. you know, I've got like other an hour, hour and a half out of your yeah. Yeah. I've got some other money making activities that I need to be doing. Um, but you know, it's, I think it's an essential piece, but, um, like talk to me about how I should be thinking about this phone screening. What, you know, what is the structure of it? What should I, how should I be, um, you know, managing my time or, or what, what can I do to kind of reduce the amount of time that I'm working at it? Yeah. I think, my personal opinion is coming in, we've already kind of started that, like coming in with a, a defined plan. So we obviously recruit at qualify, you know, folks that 
we've brought on in before we even turn the job posting on, we know, Hey, who's going to be involved in these, these hiring conversations. What are we looking for? Uh, let's define, let's define the requirements, define what's an ideal candidate even look like. So we know before we get started and there's no confusion. Mm -hmm. And then we have a plan for what the steps are going to be as well as, uh, what we're even going to ask in the interviews themselves. And so having a process and more importantly, a structure to it, you know, predefines the path and, you know, it's a form of automating it even further, um, even if you're doing some of it yourself. And so if you kind of go, right. go in with a plan, you know what you're looking for, you cut down on a lot of wasted effort and a lot of wasted time. And specifically in the interview, if you know what you're going to ask, and we even tell the candidates, hey, this is going to be pretty scripted. We have a planned list of questions that we want to ask you, and then we'll give you time to ask us questions as well. Um, and so it kind of sets the stage. They know that we're going to hit them with some specific things that we want to learn. And then mm -hmm. there's going to be time for them to, to ask us questions. And we set the calendar for a specific amount of time. And so, uh, that going in with kind of that, that structure and, and, uh, optimization around it is a, is a helpful approach. And when I was first, you know, kind of a rookie in recruiting, I tried to do some of that. I had some scripts. Mm -hmm. Um, but often what you find is that you, Either candidates can take, they can be, they can be talkers. They can ramble. They can oh, be yeah. distracted from the questions. Um, and you yourself, uh, might, you know, do the same thing, or you might over index on certain things that they may say, um, that one can lead to a longer process. Uh, but two, it might, uh, bias you in some way and you might miss out on people, uh, that could be great. Uh, based on mm. their skills because you find out something that is maybe not relevant to the job and maybe you like that or you dislike something and it's for the wrong reasons. And so oh, I see, yeah. uh, setting up structure can help you uh, protect those potential biases and uh, blind spot areas as well. Um, so right. um, to that end, it can help you uh, find those hidden gems or make sure that you're hiring the right people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um so if I'm, uh, if, if I'm on a call with somebody and I am, you know, ask them questions and it's gone. All right. Like what, how do I know? Like that, that you mentioned about those like hidden biases that kind of mm -hmm. strikes a core because you have to use so much judgment when you're trying to make this hiring decision. How do I, how do I know if I'm actually talking to somebody who's the real deal or not? Yeah. I think, I think that's where it goes into coming in with a plan. Um, so, uh, all related to kind of us and the types of folks we hire, uh, you know, if you go in not prepared, you can kind of just shoot the breeze with the candidates and you, you're not asking the right things. And you're, so you're not going to find out, you know, the things that are most important. Um, so right. if you come in with like, Hey, what are the skill sets that a person in this job needs to have? What are the things that um, just are just basic requirements? Like, hey, these are the, the hours and you know the responsibilities that you're going to have. Can you even accommodate that? Um, these are locations. So, like the way that we kind of bucket questions for us is one around just uh, their experience, their you know, however you want to define your organizational culture um, things. Mm -hmm things that you want to ask to make sure that they are going to uphold the values that you hold as an organization. 
as well as the kind of the last kind of category was around more of the logistical items like what are their expected wages what are their expected working conditions and mm-hmm. do those things align with what you're looking for um, as well as uh, outlining what the next steps are going to be in the process so that way you can make sure that they are okay for that and you can mm-hmm. maybe skip a couple steps or streamline that step as well. For instance, like mm. if, if you have an initial conversation and you know, the follow-up is going to be, all right, we're going to meet in person to do a full, you know, full interview. Let's talk about that. Now, are you available next week? Uh, if we want yeah. for those types of things. And so really, uh, making sure that you know, your requirements, know what you're looking for. So you can ask pointed questions that are going to uncover those answers that you're going to look for so yeah like you said <laughs> like people might say they have five ten years of experience but don't know what a brush looks like so you can yeah. you can ask questions that um you know if you have experience these things should be easy questions or um, right you know like you can kind of find out really easily if you have a plan going in yeah yeah for sure um so if if i do all this right you know if i if i uh if i like what, what benefit do I have of like the, the phone screening? for example, I mean, I think there's probably some people who aren't doing these. They're probably just going straight to a, uh, you know, straight to a, a full interview. Um, yeah. or sometimes they're even going straight to just like, come on the job. Cause I can't, I can't know if you can paint until you get here. So I might as well yeah. just start there. What's the benefit of the phone screening? Yeah. If you think about just like phone screening and why it, typically is introduced in most hiring processes is because uh, our application or a resume can only tell you so much and you need to learn a little bit more beyond that resume or the application. Um, but you also are limited by time often, like there's only so much time in the day. And so because of that, people use phone screens as a relatively shorter step that is logistically easier. It's like, Hey, let's mm. do a phone call. So I can find us some information about you, qualify you, and then move you to a full interview or, you know, whatever those next steps in the hiring processes look like. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why they, that's why they exist. Um, and I'd say like the overall benefit is just reducing waste or reducing time, eliminating, uh, you know, what tends to be like an hour length interview uh, with a, a candidate that you know is not going to be a good fit. So if you're bringing, you know, bringing these candidates on site for a full interview or, you know, uh, yeah, for a full interview for lack of a better, uh, alternative, um, you might find out in the first 15 minutes, Hey, this candidate, we shouldn't even have brought in like, yeah. Um, so right. yeah, that, that's what, that's the effort of a phone interview is to kind of qualify candidates quickly and eliminate some of those wasted steps for, both the recruiter and also for the candidate as well. So it allows them to find out more information and see if it's even worthwhile, worthwhile to them. And, um, if it's something that they're going to actually be interested in, in doing. And so kind of bridges that gap in a quick way. Um, mm-hmm. but what we found out is that it still adds a lot of time, uh, to a hiring process, which is right. why we are looking to, you know, optimize that with, with what we do. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about like your, tell us a little bit about qualify and how it works and how it can kind of streamline some of this, this process. Yeah. So, so qualify is just an easy way for, uh, recruiters and people that are looking to hire great talent for them to do things at scale, uh, with high efficiency in, um, and hire great people faster. And so the way that we do that is 
by allowing uh, recruiters or people hiring people to record their own voice asking the questions that they would typically ask in a phone interview. Mm-hmm. Um, they can record it into our platform and then structure that into an interview. And then they're able to scale and add convenience by sending that out via text or email to candidates. Candidates are able to click a link, read basic instructions, and ultimately when they're ready, they hit a start button. Our system calls their phone and they're able to respond to the questions that you know that you recorded for them. Uh, and they can do so in a conversational way, but you are not there live. Um, yeah. There is pre-recorded and they respond to the very pointed questions that you laid out for them. We record their responses. We also transcribe it, keyword identify it, and make it available instantly for you to listen to and share with other people on your team so you can make hiring Mm. decisions much faster. Um, And the really cool piece is uh, candidates uh, actually really prefer this. It's more convenient to their schedule if they are uh, you know, if they're already working somewhere or if maybe they just yeah. are busy people, um, it allows them the convenience to take it at their time. They don't have to schedule back and forth with you. Um, right. and they can do it, you know, day or night. Um, and they're able to just take these mm. interviews, uh, when they're ready. And, uh, and it's a pretty pleasant conversational experience. And, uh, I guess the, the, the biggest piece, the, the biggest benefit is that they're, they tend to respond in less than 24 hours. Uh, mm, and so mm-hmm. it comes back to you quickly and you're able to qualify people and move them faster, especially in competitive times where multiple people might be trying to hire that candidate as well. I see. I see. Well, that, and that's what I was going to ask is like, you know, what, what is the candidate experience? You know, did it, does it, you know, does it feel impersonal or, you know, what, what are they responding? But it sounds like there's, there's the added, you know, there's some, you know, if there are any cons, there are some pros that kind of yeah counteract it. Yeah, no, it's definitely different. But what we found is, um, you know, people are used to interacting with technology more and more, especially COVID, I think maybe increase mm-hmm. that, you know, receptiveness people, you know, like we're talking virtually right now, people are just used totally. to that a, a bit more. And a phone call is low, a low barrier, low friction, and it's very familiar. It's, uh, the way I dumb it down is it's like responding to a voicemail, except there's just multiple questions in that voicemail oh, that you're responding yeah. to. Um, so really simple, really frictionless, especially for, the types of candidates that you know your audience may be hiring and the types of folks that uh, we help people hire um, as well it's you know minimal minimal effort they don't have to have high-speed internet they don't have to have a webcam or anything like that it's just a simple phone call um and it's you know scalable so yeah uh, it, i i resonate with your audience in the sense of i imagine they're wearing multiple hats and that was kind of the yeah, experience sure. that you know I had as well. And so if you're trying to do a lot of things all at once, you yourself are busy. So it's probably going to be hard to schedule with you in the first place. And so just eliminating that need is a a huge benefit. It kind of takes a weight off, off your shoulders. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So if we want to learn more about uh, qualify, uh, where do we go? Yeah. Very simple. Qualify.hr qualify spelled with an I. So Q U A L I F I dot H R. Um, and you can find us, uh, there and, uh, learn a bit more. Yeah. Awesome. So last question here, Darian, um, if, if we, uh, if we do all of this, well, what does our, what does our life look like at the end of this, uh, hiring rainbow? Yeah. 
I'd say the the biggest and probably most important to your business is that you'll you'll have a process and uh, a machine, for lack of a better word, that is able to, uh, in a repeatable fashion, hire great people, hire the people that you're wanting to find. And like I said, you'll have a weight off your shoulders. Your time will be freed up, um, and you'll you'll know that that area of the business is covered without you having to scramble too much. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for being on the show, my man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, there we have it. Darian Michael from Qualified.hr helping us out with our uh, recruiting and hiring strategies. Um, excellent show today. Excellent, excellent show. Uh, trying something new today, a little bit of outro music, you know what I mean? Uh, get, catching the vibe. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had a good time, you know. What I, I really wanted to have him on the show because I, uh, I'm just so engulfed in this process myself. You know, uh, growing and scaling a company is so difficult. It's so hard to do um, on your own. And that is why we bring to you this show so that as you're working, as you're driving to bids, as you're uh, on job sites, if you got us in your ear. Uh, you got a, what do they say? You got a friend in me. You know, that's what this is about. We're here. Uh, you, you should get the, there's podcast content on our network every single day. Um, if you subscribe on uh, I, iTunes and um, or Apple Podcasts now, uh, what is it? Google Play, Spotify. We're on all those all those systems. So please go ahead and subscribe. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back next week with some more some more great content. Um, thanks so much for listening. And uh, this has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.